0: Eat, sleep, movie, repeat. Repeat. A podcast from Cafe Cinema's Kitty Kitty. Ross, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Movie, Repeat. Have you had any sleep? That's what I'm asking. Uh, Have I had any sleep? Yes, I I have had a lot of sleep actually. Um, You know, not much else to do at the moment.
1: Sleep, eat, movies, check the movies.
0: Yeah, my life is is, a turmoil. Hey last time we talked about the Meg 2 coming out and I still haven't seen the Meg 2 and I think I made some rash box office guess in in the millions. How did it go for the Meg 2? Yeah look Brent I was right there
1: with you. I thought that the film would at least climb over a million uh, for its first week. The first one did pretty well. So, unfortunately, um, like all the films that we're currently showing, they just continue to be overshadowed by the Barbenheimer factor, with Barbie just continuing to steamroll over everything, and um, and Oppenheimer as well. But the Meg did scrape up, um, you know, I say scrape up, but it still made $756,000 in the box office this week.
0: But that was uh, not our prediction, it was, I think I was 1.5 and you were 1.25, so... We're way off. But you won. That's fine. That's that's fine. Yeah, it's a hollow victory.
1: But, you know, you I mean, you got films like Gran Turismo that came out, which very few people have actually been to see that film. That that film really struggled out of the box, I but everybody who's gone and seen it tells me it's a great film. Dracula Voyage of the Demeter, the horror film, that that struggled. Um, Miracle Club, which is the Maggie Smith film, that really didn't really get out of the box that high this week. And Asteroid City again, um, the new Wes Anderson film, which again, uh, I spoke to a gentleman I w- work with uh, a lot who's in the cinema industry. He'd seen it, he absolutely loved it. He said it was a great film, and again, just just wasn't there because Barbie and Oppenheimer just keep bringing in the crowds.
0: That's the way it is. I think it's happening all around the world with that, right? Yeah, I, I see all these stories coming out. I mean, now, now that Barbie's gone over one billion dollars, but you know, Oppenheimer's still making. A whole lot of money as well and yeah anything that comes out up against it i mean disney's haunted mansion overseas and and all these things and now of course as we predicted and mentioned last time all the stories are coming out i had four stories in my social media feed this morning about how Mission Impossible and Indiana Jones are going to lose $100 million each.
1: Yeah, and the, I look, you know what? It swings and roundabouts at the end of the day. Nobody nobody predicted that the Barbie film would be uh, as dominant as it is, and it's a great result for that film. I can't take it away from Barbie, and save for Oppenheimer. but you kind of have to feel for these guys who have put all these other movies out, these studios who've you know, spent a bit of money and they've really worked hard, particularly with movies like Mission Impossible, and it has just died it just it was
0: doing so well and then it just hit a brick wall a big pink brick wall i think it's gonna make some more money too because i noticed that they're only releasing it this month in the united arab emirates as well it hasn't been there for a while so some more money will come in from the middle east no doubt oh definitely and i guess i guess the thing is that as these films other films
1: get overshadowed people start to um they don't go to see Barbie because they're not interested in Barbie, but then they don't even hear about these other films that are just having the oxygen sucked out of the room anyway because everybody's talking about Barbie. But there's a, a couple of great films coming up, which we can talk about in a minute. One I, I heard a great review of, uh, which I thought was excellent. So, uh, yeah, we'll get into that.
0: OK, so what's coming up? Can you tell me a bit about Strays? Because I've seen the trailer for this, and it it's, it's a bit of an adult film, really, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, look, anybody uh, from the
1: 70s and 80s who remember those animal buddy movies that Disney used to make where the dog would go out and he'd meet a, another dog and then they'd go for a walk and there was a, a long walk home. It's kind of very much in that vein where, you know, it's, it's that nice Disney film with the exception that it's R16. Uh, it's called Will Farrell and Jamie Foxx and there is a large amount of adult comedy from swearing to simulated doggy sex scenes. so let's call it a sex scene, it's where they, um, they're humping the, the, the lawn art, it is definitely not a film for uh,
0: for kids, and, and the trailer makes it very obvious. Man I, I watched the trailer and I went, crikey I hope no parents sort of accidentally see that and go, oh we'll go see that. Oh look they won't be the first, It's it has happened where um, the movies, uh, the trailers played,
1: because the people thought oh that looks like a nice uh, kids film and hadn't actually watched the trailer So, uh, yep, not gonna name names. But look, the film is basically about this lovely little dog called Reggie whose owner despises him and constantly dumps him on the road and tries to get rid of him, which is a terrible thing that actually does happen, unfortunately, in real life. But he keeps finding his way home. And so eventually the owner takes him to the city and dumps him in the city. And the dog just thinks it's all a game because he loves his owner. He just thinks this whole thing has always been a game. And then, of course, he finds that, The owner actually hates him when he meets these other
0: dogs and they all decide that they're going to go back and take revenge on on the horrible one. I think I will go see it for sure. Now, the other one too that I've watched the trailer for that looks really interesting is Jules. Yeah, this is the one I heard a great review for. So Jules is one of these
1: movies which just, you know, sometimes you might want to call it a filler movie because they're just these little small films that come out and they're short and they're really delightful. So Jules is about a guy called Milton who's played by Oscar winner Ben Kingsley uh, and Ben Kingsley is living in a small town you know his, his character is living in a small town in Pennsylvania and he you know tends to his garden he's a retiree and one day a UFO crashes in his backyard so he goes to the town uh, meeting and he explains that he's not happy with the uh, the traffic on the roads and the potholes and the roads and and that they need new crossings but he's also upset about the ufo that crashed in his you know backyard everybody thinks he's a bit of a crackpot but of course he um has this finds this alien who he calls jules and he starts this little relationship with jules just as a friend it's nice to have a friend you know with him so then of course his neighbors his nosy neighbors find out about jules and it's really um a great little film it's only 87 minutes long it stars uh, jane Curtin as well and it is just a really delightful film apparently and i, I i'm gonna be looking forward to watching it this weekend the last film show yeah last film show this actually is uh an indian film well it's got a, like a sort of slumdog millionaire type of vibe it's about a young child who falls in love with movies and 35 millimeter movie and it is in an in indian with a translation so it is a um you know it's a film that's really for those people who want to see a really great looking film look it was up for oscars it has a great all-star indian cast it premiered at the tribeca film festival last year and it was released in india in in october of 2022 of course during the pandemic and then was selected for um best international film for the 95th academy awards last year so this is a film that's been out there a little while but again it is going to be one of these fantastic films that you can go and see on a sunday and if you're into that kind of art house film it's a great film for you
0: the met live in hd
1: yeah so the met operas we play the met operas about every month they usually release about 12 operas a year for the um for each season so the 2022 2023 seasons uh carrying on and there's a this week we've got the film uh champion and it's basically based on uh, an opera about a guy who is a young boxer who rises from obscurity to become a world champion and it's played by these two character actors uh, one is basically the older self haunted by his ghost of the past and the younger one is sort of so you're seeing it from two perspectives of his life growing up but also looking back on his life so it is, it is an opera uh, it's 203 minutes long those operas can be up to five hours long so they are a long um entertainment sort of uh, opportunity if you enjoy opera i'd recommend getting out and checking out the met
0: now the big one too that everybody's been talking about and you've had lots of emails about the sound of freedom absolutely so yeah this is one we teased last week talking about
1: sound of freedom um look it's there's a lot to unpack here so we'll try and keep it short for the people because we don't want to bore everybody but they've probably already heard this so basically, the story is about a guy called Tim Ballard. He's played by Jim Caviezel, who played Jesus in Passion of the Christ. He quits his job from the Department of Homeland Security to go and actually try, track down child sex trafficking rings and rescue the kidnapped children. He was doing this for the U.S. military, but then when he retires from it, because they never actually dealt with the children's aspect of it, they would just take down the bad guy. He really wanted to try and rescue the kids. So that's basically the story and the script was written back in 2015 film finished in 2018 but it was made by 20th Century Fox and while that movie should have come back out in 2018, 2019 that was at the same time that Disney Corporation was looking to buy 20th Century Fox, so during that period of uncertainty all those movies that were meant to release basically got held up pending the merger, so Disney purchased it in 2019 and Fox had you know hundreds of plans on the on, on the go at the time. They had lots of movies already done. They had lots of things in the can, they had movies in post-production, movies in early development. And all those movies were basically put on a shelf and sat sat in the what they called you know, development limbo for a period. Meanwhile, the producers of the film are sitting there going, well hopefully that movie's gonna come out one day. And they eventually got to the point where they were like, well we need to try and buy the rights back to this movie because we want to release it and it's sitting in this like you know, perpetual development, health. So they basically hit up Disney, and in March 2023, the studio Angel Studios they obtained worldwide distribution rights back and they released the film in the North American market. Now, obviously, a lot's changed <laughs> since uh, 2015 when this movie was first conceptualized and finished, and between then and now the rumor mill the conspiracy theorists they've had a field day suggesting the film was being held back deliberately because of its subject matter the film is a religious film to a degree the gentleman who the story is based on he effectively became a born again christian and that sort of that change in his faith is what drove his decision-making process forward to do what he now does so of course that then became an angle for you know groups like the QAnon propaganda side of things to really jump on board and say, look, this movie is—they're trying not to release this movie because of various reasons, Hollywood elites, whatever, you, whatever you want to choose your conspiracy theory and put it there. I guess that's not the reality from from the film perspective, but look, at the end of the day, that's driven this film and, and driven its notoriety. So, of course, we are now looking to release the film in New Zealand. The studio were really surprised by this. You know, they were they released the film and they thought it would do well with the um you know, with the religious sort of film audience and, and there would be a, a bit of a uptick in it. But they did not expect it to do what it's done. They're only a small studio, so suddenly they go from being a small studio who's released a couple of films to releasing what is currently the twelfth highest producing film in America sitting. Um, it was when I wrote the, um, the notes for this meeting sorry for the podcast it was sitting 1.2 million behind Indiana Jones to put that in perspective so Indiana Jones uh, was making is currently making in the US about 30,000 to 70,000 dollars a day in terms of its ticket sales whereas Sound of Freedom is still making two hundred dollars to $400,000 a day. And so it's now, by now, it would have pushed Indiana Jones out of the 11th spot. And Puss in Boots, which released earlier in this year, that's currently sitting in America at the 10th highest grossing spot uh, at $164 million. And it's highly likely that um, Sound of Freedom in the US is going to blow past 164 So basically, it's... The story here is really about the profitability. I mean, this little film was made for $15 million versus Indiana Jones, which was made for $350 million. So if you're looking at it from that return on investment perspective, you've got Indiana Jones costing $350 million, hasn't actually made its money back yet, and Sound of Freedom that cost a 24th of that budget and has gone on to um, obviously do over $145 million in box office giving it a return on investment for the studio of over 900 percent which is incredible and just proves what word of mouth can do to drive a film
0: so you are showing it right so i mean you've had a lot of emails uh, correspondence i understand about it and it's uh definitely in cinema yeah absolutely um look it, at the end of the day this is just a
1: film we when we first heard about the film we actually we were intrigued and we were like oh that's really interesting and and many you know many cinemas like us you know that they've heard about the film and they're keen to show it But there was no distribution because obviously the the cinema company who'd made it they're only a small cinema they'd bought back the rights they thought you know we're gonna um, our most popular film made 14 million dollars we might make 20 they didn't think they'd make 150 plus so suddenly they were in this position of not being able to actually support the film and distribution worldwide so they had to get you know worldwide um distribution arms organized so of course the movie opened in the states three months ago and that three month period is allowed people simply going well why won't they play it in new zealand and that's just the reality is we reached out to them and we said look we'd love to play your film who's distributing it that actually went unanswered and we asked again and we asked again and it turned out that they were getting something in the vicinity of like 10 to fifteen thousand emails a day into that studio from people like myself who are keen to find out who the distributor is but also people who are just wanting to watch the film and asking when it would release and they were just snowed under but there's a great uh, little new zealand company called um or well, not new zealand company sorry it's an international company called icon film and icon have picked the film up to release it and they bought us films like Argonauts, cats in the museum and a number of other films and it's really good that they've picked that film up because they've been very quick to get it back out to market and we hope to be um you know, Talking about this, and I'm going to go
0: and try and watch it um when it releases on the 24th. Well, that's good, yeah. And um, the thing is too that everything has to go through the chief censor here. There was all sorts of nonsense about, you know, that they weren't going to release it because of that. But there, there is a process to get a movie shown, right? And you can't circumvent it, or you're in big trouble.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So films have to be rated to to be shown. Um, some films they get exempt from rating uh, uh, movies. Um, documentaries for example generally get an exemption on rating because they're documentary subject matter. this film was organized to be rated in australia and they do what's all called cross rating so a movie can be rated in australia and then rated to, to the same in new zealand so they did a cross rating so that got it done quicker otherwise that could have slowed the process down a little bit and bear in mind that the um the ratings people in new zealand watch hundreds of films they have to so so when a film's coming in and somebody says, oh, can you watch this film? They've then got to go, oh, look, can we even slot you in? So that speed the process up with a bit of cross rating But I think that, um, I think the film itself has definitely got an audience. We've already, we've had the tickets on sale now for three or uh, two weeks, three weeks or so. We've sold about 200 tickets in advance for the film to people who want to see it. And yeah, even on social media, though, you know, we're promoting the film out on our social media channels and there is that negativity and conversation going on in which we we generally try and stay right out of that but what we are finding is that yeah there's people on both sides of the argument who are who are criticizing the film and there are people saying the film should be released and then there's a very small sliver in the middle who are very conspiracy focused which again it it makes for good entertaining conversation i suppose but it's really not what the film's
0: about no just go and see it and make your own mind up crikey absolutely So, shall we take a guess on how much it's going to make? I think we should always give up this. (laughs) Uh, Look, I honestly,
1: I think the film is going to get out of the box quite hard. Uh, I've heard that a lot of groups have booked it for private screening. So, I think the film could do, I'm going to probably go 1.8 million in the first week. Just because of the interest and, you know, the notoriety that film's got.
0: Okay, I'm gonna go
1: for 2.1 million. Okay, I'm writing these down. 1.8, 2.1, 1.8, 2.1. I won my jaffers back, which is a good thing, but I'm gonna. gonna... I'm going to bring you a bag next time I come down I'm going to bring a bag of Jaffa's for you mate, just because I feel like you deserve it.
0: I appreciate that. Hey, we need to talk about Father's Day because actually it's not far away now and you've got your special Pirates of the Caribbean 20th anniversary screening, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So at the time of recording, we we're about 15 days out from Father's Day. Father's Day, for those of you who've forgotten, is the 3rd of September. On Saturday, the 2nd of September, we're going to be screening the 20th anniversary screening of Pirates of the Caribbean. The tickets are on sale. Kids are just $10 and adults are just $15 because we wanted to make sure that it was you know, affordable for everybody. We want everybody to dress up as pirates if they can, which would be awesome. And we'll try and get some photos on our social media if that happens. And we really are encouraging them to do that by putting a great... Prize on offer. It's a day cruise for six people, valued at about eleven hundred dollars, thanks to Silver Wave Cruises of the Bay of Islands. And so, basically, you come along, dress as a pirate, and we're going to put your name in the hat, and we'll draw out, and somebody's going to win an amazing little prize. Plus, we're going to give away some tickets, and probably give away some food and stuff. It'll be great.
0: Oh, that sounds good. All right. Well, next time we chat, we'll be a, a wash in Jeffers as we get our predictions for the Sound of Freedom. I look forward to that next time, Ross. Oh, as do I. Impress. Thanks for listening to Eat, Sleep, Movie, Repeat. Cafe Cinemas, Candy Kitty bring you the best in entertainment. Find out more and book your tickets online at cafecinemas.co.nz.